0: Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's time for, a, believe it or not, it's time for a Bears podcast. Uh, they, they did play last week, right in the middle of the week to confuse everybody. Now they're not playing again until Monday. Uh, but with me to talk about um, whatever we can remember from the last game is uh, actor, comedian, Mike Pusateri. Mike, how are you?
1: I'm doing good, which is uh, not much that we can remember from last week. But we're going to do our best to... Uh recount all of the thrills and chills of that game
0: i still remember todd bell just destroying joe washington on that one third di- oh no that was that was that was, 38 years ago
1: that was a long that was time it ago. thursday
0: that was 38 yeah. years ago
1: yeah thursday does seem about 38 years ago though at this
0: point so basically uh we could just rerun uh the podcast at this point and i don't think people would notice
1: i probably uh, wouldn't notice
0: so that'll do it for the uh, Bears football podcast this week, and we'll see. It. Um, uh, so, Mike, how can people uh, uh, see what's going on with you?
1: People can find me at an uh, Insta at I am Mike Pusateri, and on the Twitters at at Mike Pusateri.
0: And you can just go to PointlessExercise.com com for all my shit if you want. There you go. There you go. So. Uh, The Bears managed to uh, surrender merely 12 points, Mm
1: -hmm. allow
0: only 86 passing yards, 214 total yards, uh, and lost to the Commanders. That's, I think, the only way, honestly, you can lose to the Commanders is the way they did it.
1: They did it in style.
0: Which is, get real close to scoring and then just don't. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, it was kind of a bad omen when Fields got, got sacked twice on the first drive, I believe.
0: Oh, but you saw there's that guy out there who, for uh, I think he's for ESPN. He's at least using ESPN stats. He says that the Bears' uh, offensive line has the best pass rush win rate of any offensive line in the NFL. Mm. And not even joking, uh. I just assume that's true because they just don't, anytime he runs out of the pocket... They just don't count. The, it's a run. They don't count as a pass.
1: Yeah, it's probably what it is. So he just saves is, yeah.
0: them, like, you know, they they should have, like, a hundred more losses, pass yeah. rush losses on their thing and he just erases.
1: Well, it's kind of like you pointed out the other day about Marquis evidently comparing. Cubs first baseman evidently with 850 played appearances. Yeah.
0: So I looked up what the record was. Jimmy yeah. Rollins had 779 one year. I'm like, oh, well. But he played every game. Every game. Every game. Clearly, what they did was they took they took all the guys who played first base and just and if you appeared there, and it's it's really hard to go through. It's not like uh, uh, baseball reference divides it out by position. They just added them all up. <laughs> yeah.
1: They're like, look, they had more great.
0: RBIs than uh, Jose Abreu did. That's
1: oh, they 300 more plate appearances too. That's great. Right fantastic work as always yeah yeah um, a lot of funny stuff going on with stats yeah you
0: can if you want to be super lazy with stats you can you know basically prove your point any way that you want yeah yeah um so yeah so after the after the best half that they've played as an offense they mm-hmm. strung together four uh not so good quarters they
1: shipped a better role
0: yeah it's the commanders yeah yeah um buried in there were some nice plays the uh the touchdown pass to dante pettis yeah it was an amazing pass although uh, amazon was busy showing something else i don't know what they, they didn't cut to the end zone until pettis was like already laying on the grass and it's like i don't know we don't know what happened but on the replay we saw that uh Justin got, that's the one of the many plays where he got nailed and apparently his left shoulder hurts. And so he laid there for a while to rest and then did a few push-ups and got up and came back in. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the problem with the just throw, 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 um, idea is he just gets hit, hit, hit <laughs> when they throw throw throws.
1: He's got so the he's got the worst line, I believe, in the league and the worst receivers in the league. Not a recipe for great success. Great success.
0: I did like the people though. So Robbie Anderson got uh basically got Vernon Davis during a game of the Panthers and Rams, where I don't know if you remember Mike Singletary. It's an interim coach thing. I think it was Mike Singletary's first game.
1: Yeah. Vernon
0: did something that annoyed him and he uh kicked him off the sidelines. Made him go to the locker room. And then did get, did his great can't win with them won't play with them, whatever speech afterwards. So Steve Wilkes, who was filling in as the interim coach down in Carolina, uh, Robbie Anderson was arguing with his receivers coach. He just sent him to the locker room, go away. Can't right. win with you. Can't win whatever. Um, Robbie got traded immediately. Like, was it what Monday? So the next day, traded to Arizona, and there are a lot of mm-hmm. Bear fans who are like, holy shit, how? I'm not even trying to win. Why aren't you trading for Robbie? Well, it's because you, you get Robbie Anderson if you trade right. for him. That's why you don't trade for Robbie Anderson.
1: Exactly.
0: I'm all for upgrading the position. I'm not for. Um, there is no sense in making a marginal improvement in season.
1: No.
0: This is like, remember when they, uh, in the John Fox era, when they had to trade for Dontrell Inman and then he was like <laughs> their best receiver? That's not uh. a good sign. Just no. Now, would Ryan Pace have trade for Robbie Anderson? Of course he would have. Right. He'd have given up right. He'd have given up his next six second round draft picks for Robbie Anderson.
1: Right.
0: Right. The sad thing oh. is you're stuck with the shit that you've got. And um, mm-hmm. the whole idea is that you won't have this shit. Uh if you have this shit next year, there's big problems.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's it's not a great start to the to the Luke Getze era and it's not a great start in Denver either. So you're kinda of wondering, you know, maybe these guys were just kind of maybe having Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback might have been the secret to their success. Or
0: is it maybe having uh uh Devontae Adams when he's not shoving people? Is this old Aaron is not exactly thriving no, he, in this offense true. up in Green Bay either. They just got beat by seventeen points by the Jets at home.
1: Absolutely yeah, maybe maybe it's that Maybe it's the combo of Rodgers and uh, Adams might have been amazing. Um, it makes a lot of coaches I mean, look good.
0: Bears fans, even more than other teams, should should have known what a loss it was. Remember last year when the Bears played well against the uh, Packers in, that, in the home game? Like at yeah. halftime, they were really hanging in there. And all the Packers did to adjust was they put Devontae in the slot and basically let him do whatever the fuck he wanted to get open. And Rodgers just threw him over and over and over again because the Bears didn't have anybody who could stop him. Yep. That was basically the fix for their offense.
1: That was the adjustment. They're like,
0: yeah. they've shut everything else down. All right, Devontae, go inside and just, you know, just beat your man consistently. <laughs>
1: just, right. And just now kill.
0: they look around and they're like, okay, uh, Alan Lazard, do you want to go right. in this? Yeah. Oh, fuck. We're screwed. I guess, I think he scored a touchdown each to the last four weeks.
1: Right. Right. Um, which is the fun part as Bears fans when the Packers have to shell out ten trillion dollars to you know to keep Aaron Rodgers on board and they lose guys like that. So that's, that's we love that. Yeah.
0: Well, and they unexpectedly lose him, right? Like they signed Aaron, yeah. and they're like, "Woohoo, we're done. This is all over." And the very next day, Devontae's like, "All right, it, it's my turn to be the problem now." <laughs> 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 Where's uh, mine? You yeah. gave you gave some of mine to him, so you might as well let me go somewhere else. And that's exactly.
1: No right. shit. That's exactly what he did. Yeah. It it does it does worry me in this sense, and I because I had this thought that, you know, and, and Richard Sherman was making this point that the it seems like the that the Bears coaching staff is is not scheming at all to Justin Fields' strengths. And it reminded me of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. And where Justin Fields is the Sundance Kid. And I'm thinking of the scene, it's towards the end of the movie. Both Butch and Sundance have moved to they're, they're in Bolivia. And there's a there's a guy who wants. To, he's an American in Bolivia He wants to hire these two guys to to guard their pay, to guard the payroll. It's a. Strother he Martin. not It might be.
0: Yes, it's Strother Martin's character. Yeah. Yeah. Outstanding, we, good for you. Oh no, that was the wrong. Yeah. But that's Strother Martin. Is the
1: that's okay. we, I was just
0: making sure that's who you we were talking about. I thought that.
1: Yeah, funny. the old the old guy, the old the old yep. classic, you know, geezer from the the old west sort of guy, right? And he doesn't know who Butch and Sundance are, but he sees these two American guys who are Butch and Sundance, and he wants to hire them, but he needs to make sure that they can shoot because they're going to get attacked um, by people trying to rob the payroll. So he sets up the bottles, you know, as they do in the Old West, and he tells Sundance to shoot at the bottles. And Sundance, Robert Redford, stands there, shoots at the bottles, and he misses all of them. And what's the guy's name? Strother Martin. What's the... okay? He Strother Martin walks away dejected, like, well, I can't hire these guys. And as he's walking away, Sundance turns to him and goes, can I move? And Strother goes, what do you mean move? <laughs> and Robert Redford, Sundance, dives to his right and starts firing as he's kind of rolling to his right and hits every single bottle. And he goes, I'm better when I move. And Strother goes, "Yeah." This is Justin Fields. He's better when he moves. He's much better when he moves. He's much better throwing. He's much better running. He's much more dangerous. And they are keeping him in the pocket like a square peg in a round hole.
0: So, uh, other great moments in uh, Strother Martin history. (laughs)
1: Let's make this a Strother Martin podcast.
0: Might as well. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to complain. <laughs> of course, he's in Slapshot, too.
1: Oh, we're losing. Teamwork,
0: guys, more teamwork. They're burying us
1: alive. Oh,
0: yeah. That was him. We're losing.
1: He gets that too. Outstanding. This man is in two phenomenal movies, at least.
0: Oh, he was in more than two. I, um, I you know, I do not. A know, cool as I, Luke I, too, which is why I accidentally started oh. to
1: look at this. I am See, not. I am a. What we've got a, here is
0: failure to communicate. That's That's, Struther that's Struther.
1: See, I am ashamed.
0: Yeah, I was that surprised. I, that's why I just assumed. Did not you were, know this. You were queuing up. I, I
1: didn't. Yeah, yeah. You've nailed it. The great Struther Martin. Struther Martin understood Justin Fields. Uh, what we've got here is. Failure
0: to communicate. There you go. That's there he is. that's there he is. We should do a Struther Martin bit every uh, every Bears podcast.
1: Oh, I like that. I like this Just idea.
0: Tie Struther and everything because all everything applies. <laughs> You're better it's when you move. Right, we're losing. What we got here is failure, failure to, to communicate. communicate.
1: That's the whole bear Bears season. Bears
0: pretty much our. They, maybe they should hire <laughs> should hire How long has he been dead? Forty years.
1: That's yeah. That's that's you know what. That's it's never fine.
0: stopped him. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Uh, uh, Todd Collins had been dead for forty years when they signed me to be the backup. Oh, at and, least. Um, let's see. He died in, um, yeah, forty-two years ago, August first, nineteen eighty. What happened to Strother yeah. Martin? Uh, After last year of his life, Martin was under a doctor's care for cardiac problems. He was only sixty-one. What? Another one Is of those he... guys who always who looked like he was seventy for t- thirty years.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Somebody posted Absolutely. a picture of uh, Chuck Tanner when he's managing the White Sox. He's looked old <laughs> shit. White cyborgs, forty-two years old.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: I guess Hilarious. Smoking four packs of cigarettes and drinking a case of beer every day,
1: and Ages, eating a pound of bacon. Aged
0: a man prematurely.
1: He was only he was only sixty-one. Yeah, because those clips. We I know the folks can't see us, but you know those clips. He, as you said, he looked a good. He looked about eighty in those clips.
0: Well, what year was Butch at Sundance?
1: That was the uh, late 60s, wasn't it? 67, 68? Yeah, 1969.
0: 69, okay. So he's, nice. he's 50 years old in it. And he looked like he was, like,
1: 70. <laughs> Easily. Easily. Well, but he identified the issue with the uh, with just with the quarter with the Bears' offense.
0: Uh, the other fix that people want is uh, just start playing uh, Luke Patrick at center because Sam Musfer is a disaster. And I agree with the Sam Musfer is a disaster. Uh, pretty sure, uh, right? Pretty sure. Don't you need a functioning uh, right hand to snap a football? And didn't Patrick get hurt, the hurt in the Commanders game too?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm not sure. To the point
0: yeah. where. Um, Michael Schofield III or whatever his name is finally got to fulfill his lifelong dream of playing for the Bears yeah. remember that was he was the feel-good story they signed him and his uh, I forget his wife is an athlete of some renown too and then the Bears cut him but he's back
1: <laughs> he's back
0: some deeper. yeah, yeah you know,
1: uh, here's the Jay, Jay Hilgenberg Coyne, walking
0: the hockey player is his wife yeah. maybe she could play guard for the Bears. Or wide receiver. We'll take anything. Is it a bad sign when you Google Michael Schofield what you get is uh, Wentworth Miller's character from Prison Break?
1: Well, I don't think it's a bad sign.
0: That was the dude who tattooed the uh, the entire blueprints to the prison on his body, right? Yeah. That seemed like, like the that. best, the only way they could possibly figure out how to get out of the prison is he had to tattoo it all over his body. Yeah. And then they had, when they had one of the bad guys' name was T-Bag. Is this this the same show that I'm thinking about?
1: Um, sounds right, but don't quote me on yeah, it.
0: It, it. it unfortunately it is. Well, there yeah. you go. He's now playing uh, left guard for the Bears, so they got that good.
1: Going Outstanding. Outstanding, which is nice. Now,
0: would you believe it if I told you that the Bears uh, gained the mo- against the Commanders gained the most yards they've gained all season?
1: I would believe it because
0: 392 you know, yards. Yeah, they ran 11 plays inside the 10 yard line and didn't score a touchdown on any of
1: them. Yeah, that's not, that's, uh, that's not ideal. Yeah. So
0: now, um, I felt like it was was a combination of the offense failing Justin and Justin not playing terribly well, which is going to happen, especially when your offense is not playing well around you. However, I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, uh, Danny Parkins and Matt Spiegel have brought in a quarterback guru on every Monday. He breaks down, breaks down Justin's uh, game, that quarterback guru is none other than the worst quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl, Trent Dilfer.
1: Oh God! That Terrific. doesn't
0: mean Trent doesn't know what he's talking about. However, he gave this tortured explanation about how the really nice play they ran that got Ryan Griffin so fucking open that I, I almost thought Fields couldn't believe he was there. Yeah, that missing him was Fields' fault. I. I or it I don't wasn't think... his fault. That it was Ryan Griffin's fault somehow. It's like, okay, I gotta tell you, that dude is alone. And for once, Justin was not under duress. Maybe that was the problem. The receiver is open, he's not being rushed, he's like, what the fuck is going on? He's completely disoriented. Maybe. Yeah. But it's like, you don't have to, you can like him and think he's gonna be good and still be like, okay, that was bad. Because every player is going to do something bad. But the idea that we're just gonna alibi everything is like, okay, what what are we doing here?
1: Well, there's no question that yeah, Justin did not play well in, in a lot of areas. But it seems like we've already somehow reached the polarization stage of of Justin Fields and Bears fandom. With there's the 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 side that he can't that he can do no wrong, and there's the side that yeah. he sucks no matter what. Yeah. And I think the, he, I think the true side is he, he's pretty good. He's developing. He has no support in terms of an offensive line and receivers. I'm not sure he has the right coaching staff, but he's pretty good.
0: Yeah, he didn't play particularly well yet. He made yeah. an incredible touchdown pass, and he made an assortment of plays on the final drive that should have won the game for the Bears.
1: And he, he made the game-winning catch. He didn't play very made, well, he, but he
0: played well enough for them to win, and they didn't win. Well,
1: if so it's if, not if his, Mo-
0: the loss is yeah. not his fault.
1: If Mooney hangs onto that ball. At the end of the game, Bears win. Yeah. And then it's uh, we talked about this. I think in the in the preview, the, he lost the, it in
0: the <laughs> lights. Did you hear that?
1: <laughs> I did not hear. Blinding. He
0: said it's. Yeah, I it once before in the in almost the exact same spot. Like, All right, we're gonna <laughs> get you the flip down sunglasses then.
1: See, he's, he's Michael Madsen and the natural losing it up. I lost it in the sun.
0: Just reach in the visor, flip down the shades, make the catch.
1: We talked about this in the beginning. Football narratives are so ridiculous. Because, you know, if it comes down to a field goal, if the guy makes the field goal and the team wins, oh, my God, this team played – we were so great. We played great. If he misses the field goal, oh, the team sucks. Same thing. Mooney hangs out under that ball, which he should have. It's a Bears victory. And we're all talking about what a great game the Bears had and Fields showed strides and this and that. and We
0: we talked about it last week. (laughs) It's almost – they need to play better than this, but it's almost best-case scenario when – They play well enough to win and they don't. Right? Yeah. Like, you, but we're not, we didn't see any, we didn't see any progress this week. That's the problem. If you saw some kind of progress, you're like, you know what? We don't want to win these fucking games. We need more good players on this team. And if that means going, you know, four and 13, I can live with it. But you got to play better than this and lose. Otherwise, it's just like, oh God, what's, how, and I had a problem with the, with that last play. Um why are you throwing a uh like a go up and get it pass to the smallest wide receiver on the team? Why are you having him run a route that doesn't go very far into the end zone? Now I understand that the way they ran it if he just catches it on the first like he's supposed to touchdown bears win. Doesn't matter. Right. It's like why do we you don't have a very good teammate. But why are you cranking the degree of difficulty up? Right. Why is it like okay? You know what? You know what'll be really hard to do this. Let's try it. Oh, it didn't work.
1: It's like, oh, what a shot! Yeah. yeah. Well, may I, if I can, attempt to adjust your perspective, just in this in this sense about what you just said. I I, I would agree with you that the the, the best thing is that if we you know they kind of play well but ultimately lose, but only if only if. Front office and the coaching staff are aligned that Justin Fields is their guy, and I, I don't. i think We talk they about are. this
0: every week. And I don't, but I don't, I don't get where this. I don't understand this. You're just gonna have to explain the line of reasoning to me because I don't. I don't understand him why. Him? I don't understand why they, why people think he's not. And if it's the fact that they didn't spend the offseason throwing, I... somebody's going to give me a list of all the guys that they had a legitimate shot at that they didn't get to make the offense better around him. Well, and I'll some give you have I'll to get, explain I'll... to me why a brand new general manager and a brand new head coach the first thing they'd want to do is go, "We want to have to use our first round pick on a quarterback next year," which is what they'd have to do if they decide they don't want to do him. One of the biggest luxuries you can have is to have a high pick and not have to take a fucking quarterback because you have to overpay for a quor- for you know quarterbacks they're inflated. A guy who ought to be the 20th pick. Like look at Kenny Pickett. He was in a first round draft pick talent. The Steelers knew they had to use a first rounder to get him. Like teams don't want to have to draft a quarterback. And Mm -hmm. so I just, I don't understand. And you're not the only one who talks about it. People talk about it all the time. It's like, I don't understand why people think they don't want this to work. Now you, I can, you can argue that they're not making it work, but I, I I don't understand why anybody would say that they don't want this to work.
1: Well here. Okay. Let me, let me, let me, let me make three points to that. Let me try to answer that from my perspective. Um, I think one is one point number one. It's as simple as they didn't draft him, he's not their guy. And I think that's always sort of a thing. The second thing is um, at this point, he he, the the offense is not designed for the Sundance kid. This is an offense designed for Aaron Rodgers or somebody who is can stand in the pocket. This is not that's not playing to his strengths. The third thing is, if this season doesn't go well, the coaching staff can can say, "Hey, yeah, maybe this season, maybe next season, too, didn't go well, but not our fault. He ain't our guy." Now, is that any of? Are those three things too? I don't know, but I think I think that's I think those are those are the reasons that that stick out. The, of course, you're right. The best thing is for fields and the coaching staff to be in sync and everybody's in sync and and he's looking great, then everybody looks terrific. But that's a hard enough thing to do to do with a, with a, with a second year quarterback, with a staff that, you know, drafted him and, and is, and developed him and, and believes in him. So, so that's what I think is going on because I would like to see, I would, I would, I would, I would be, I would be more sympathetic to that argument if I saw the coaching staff taking more advantage of the things that Fields does really well, which right. is a lot.
0: I, they basically, they basically let him be Lamar Jackson on Thursday.
1: Well, they but, literally but ran
0: plays to create running lanes for him. They literally ran. They there were some pass plays that were designed to clear areas in the field where he could have one read, and if it wasn't there, he had a place to run, and it worked. So I they don't, didn't, I didn't, don't agree they that create, they don't. You can't roll him out on every fucking play. I know everybody wants them to, but you can't. you can't run a you can't run a whole offense that takes away one an entire half of the field. and they have to be conscious of the fact you can't he gets hit way too much as it is. Oh I mean, yeah honestly well, I would true. say I would tell him, we know you can run. We're you're gonna cut way back on that. You don't have to prove to us that you did that. This is not about we're not going to win a bunch of games this year. We're going to work on the things you don't do well in, but mostly we're going to make sure you're ambulatory for next year. You know, I, I just that would
1: be a fine that would be a fine strategy if they believe that, and but, I'm not sure that they do.
0: Well, but you don't know that they don't.
1: No, but but they're certainly not saying that. Hey, this is the year to uh, this well, year. They don't is all say
0: anything. The influenza doesn't right. talk, right? Which is fine. I know it pisses off reporters, but honestly, it's like, he's a fucking football coach. What football coach says anything all that interesting anyway? Um, you know, I just... I don't know. I mean, they—they they, you could literally see them scheming more to what... It's not just what he can do. It's the things that they can do around him that he can do. You know, I mean, in a perfect world, they're running an offense where he has to stay in the pocket sometimes and make throws because as good as he is at some point he's going to have to do that
1: mm-hmm.
0: if i mean if, they, if this team gets really good uh, in the next 3 years and he doesn't develop that it's going to cost them he's got to learn it and you know we talked you talked about it, and you're right you know they didn't draft him but it's also i mean it the jaguars didn't draft him the jets didn't draft him the niners didn't draft him and they all picked some other quarterback and mm-hmm. mostly those teams were afraid of the fact that he takes a long that the, the one big flaw he had in college was holding onto the ball too long and not throwing, you know, waiting for a receiver to be super open. And we didn't see it so much against the commanders because I think that part of the game, he did better. But um, yeah. as much as I don't really like Kirk, Herbstreit, Kirk was like screaming in the Amazon game in replays. It's like, throw the ball. There's a guy there, throw it. He's open. You've got to throw him the ball. Um, and I, and I will to my, dying breath say that we can't... He's a rookie, because he didn't learn anything last year, playing with those clubs. Right, in fact, right. I I honestly think there are things they're having to try to get him to stop doing, because that's what that's what Man-A you wanted him to do. I mean, I think this uh-huh. is a... It's it's going to be a long <clears throat> haul. But no, I think that they're they very much want this... They very much want this to work, because in order for their Rebuild did not take forever. They need to be able to take the best player available in the first and the second and the third rounds next year, and not have to worry about any of them having to play quarterback. You, but you do will they... turn your team around a lot faster because you hit those players hit so much more. Position uh-huh. play, you can project those position players so much better. Um, I mean, a perfect example was the when the Bears took Roquan. Everybody knew he was going to be good. You don't have to worry about it. Everything translated, and he is. You need right. more guys like that instead of. Well, I don't know. I mean, the Bryce Young is really good, but he weighs 140 pounds, and like, well, we'll take him. It's like you're right, just, right, you just right. you don't want to have to start that process all over again.
1: So I completely understand where you're coming from. All, all I'm saying is the devil's advocate might say that well, he did from the say.
0: you did you did say. You at three points, you said, I, am I, I'm, am not, I, am I "I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm right because I very well could be wrong." So I'm happy that you're voicing this. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't I know. Just, That's I, why
1: people hopefully listen, right? So yeah, but I do think that there's an argument. I, I do think the devil's advocate could say that while, well, yes, of course, if everything worked out, you know, this year, or next year, that'd be great. The devil's advocate might say, you know what? If I'm the front office, if I'm at Everett and the coaching staff if I have to draft a quarterback number one in 2024, my, that'll be our third year. I'm okay with that. I can buy some time. I can say, Hey, last two years that weren't on me. I mean, it's a self-preservation business and you know, they're probably quite comfortable with that outcome. Granted that they would love it if everything is was clicking immediately, but I don't think that they're all. They, I don't think that they're too. They would be too upset by saying, "Hey, 2024, we're going to pick our guy. He's going to be our guy. Just wait and see." Yeah.
0: I I think if you if you feel if if you end up hitting the re the reset button in 2024, Ryan Poles might survive that. Eberflus he won't. He'll be nagged. He'll be out again. I mean, Nagy got and, and, Nagy inherited a quarterback well, that a lot of people didn't want, not just him. And he got to pick his quarterback, but he had no shot of staying. And I do we really think that you know, honestly, if they if you are Matt Eberflus and you are like, well, it's okay if this doesn't work because they're going to let me draft another quarterback, they're going to be like, okay, the reason it didn't work is we had a defensive head coach, so here is we're picking a new quarterback and we're going to find some males to coach him. I mean you No, no that's, he, that's he's, what they he's out the door say. if it doesn't work.
1: <laughs> that's what they should say. But after no, only they two will, years, that's what the
0: Bears do. They just go back and forth. It's like, okay, yeah. oh time for you the reason they want a defensive coach is they took an offensive coach and it didn't
1: work. Right. So but, now it's like, after, okay, well
0: back to an offensive coach. That'll work.
1: But after two years, the Bears aren't gonna fire him. That's his advantage. They're not gonna fire him after two years. They've never have they ever fired a coach after two years? I don't think so. Maybe Jim Dooley or somebody. They have, um, but
0: there's a there's a first time for everything, and um, you know if you're I George suppose. and you know people are at your on your ass again, you know.
1: Well, but that's the thing, George you know, needs I to work I think a lot too, of right? people,
0: me included, didn't think he would fire Ryan Pace. He thought he was like, all right, I mean, this you know, he, well, Ryan can pick, Ryan will just Ryan, you stay. We'll pick a new coach, and he's like, all right, fuck it, they both gotta go. I mean, I wouldn't, if I were, if I were the fluce, I wouldn't, you know, be like, oh, well, they never fire a coach after two years. They're going to be moving into, they're going to be building a new stadium. They're going to be doing, you know, they, I think that, I think teams and the Bears in general are getting less and less patient, not, not the opposite. And I think that's a, the the Bears will, you know, they've, they don't have to make the playoffs two years, but they got to be getting better. And I think a big negative would be if it's like, okay, that the really talented quarterback that you gave me, we can't make it work. Um,
1: I, there's I even guess a big I, difference
0: I, with Mitch because I, it was clear, right, that Mitch was the wrong pick. Yeah. And that made it 100 times worse. Now, would would Nagy have gotten a longer leash if Mahomes and Watson had gone before Mitch? You know, say that the Bears had the 15th pick that year and not the third and traded up to the second for the most ridiculous thing. And he's like, look, this isn't even the fucking guy that anybody wanted. But it was almost like, okay, you've got to make this work because the other two guys were until Deshaun decided that he needed a lot of rubdowns. The other two guys were making him look (laughs) even worse all the time.
1: Sure, that's the big indictment against Pace, right, is not only did he not pick those two other guys, he traded up. Mm -hmm. He traded a shitload. nobody in the league
0: could understand why you would do that to trade up one
1: pick. Everybody's like, why are you tra You're giving up all that to get this guy and you pass on these two guys? What the? What he, are you doing?
0: Apparently, he got a call sitting there at three from somebody wanting to move up and he assumed they, he got the feeling they were trading out to take Mitch. Yeah. That they didn't think the Bears were going to, because it was no sure thing. Oh, you know, the Bears had signed the great Mike Glennon. They didn't need a quarterback. What are you going to draft a
1: quarterback? <laughs> right. Right, right, right. <laughs> and he's like, he
0: panicked. He's like, and so they're like, well, he's going to call the Niners, and they're going to move up, and they're going to get that pick, so I'll call the Niners. That's why he did it, which is the, just yeah. the dumbest reason.
1: Which is also an enormous indictment because, again, a competent general manager goes, okay, great, trade up and take Mitch. I got these other two guys who are better anyway. They'll follow to me. Terrific.
0: That's right. A, a, a good GM would have sat there and went, this is a three-quarterback first round. I don't. I can go the other way. I can stockpile yeah. picks.
1: I'm i could get Donald one of those three. Guys. Get one of those three,
0: right? Uh, and if he, if if he, it was an indictment, obviously, on how much he, on how he evaluated the position.
1: Yeah, the Toyota camera. Even Ray, if he uh, looked at it and said, right "You know there. what?
0: I like I like Mitch." A good GM would have then said, "I don't need a top ten pick to get Mitch." Yes, I'm exactly. going the other way. But he was sure that you know, if he liked him that much, everybody liked him that much.
1: It's like, well, that's, that's exactly cool. right. You're exactly right. Had he traded down and gotten a bunch of other picks, and then picked Mitch, that you know, later, late in the after the third quarterback, but later in the draft, he would have probably he would have gotten a lot. Yeah, he would have gotten a much bigger leash because at least he would have said, well, not only did you not give up everything that you did to move up to pick Mitch for some stupid reason, you kept all those picks, and you got a bunch more, and you got the third quarterback in the draft. Okay, that may like that, like. That's like we can make sense of that. Yeah, it, and the no,
0: it's not like we should save this for when they're going to play the Falcons. But um, another time that that Pace made a disastrous trade because he had misevaluated Mitch was when they traded for Khalil Mack. Right. It, they traded. They traded for a great player, a game-changing defensive player, with the idea that that was the final piece because they had the quarterback. Yep. And we're good enough now. We can win. And let's it's fine. We'll give up these first rounders and it'll be fine because right. and
1: it was a win the now. The Khalil trade.
0: Mack thing did not fail because of Khalil Mack. The Khalil Mack thing failed because the team around him wasn't he was not he wasn't the final piece. He could have been the final piece. Nobody could have been the final piece to that team. It right. needed too many right. pieces to have a final piece.
1: Right. Exactly. Um, so exactly. that, that was exactly the yeah. um
0: Wait a minute. So Mike, you know what you know what tonight is we're recording this, you know what? Uh it's not just Game 1 of the NLCS. Uh, it's opening yep. night of the NBA. And
1: I know, I know, yeah. NBA
0: fans, basketball's back. Tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Say that 10 times fast. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is the place to go to bet on the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code POINTLESS. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. That's code POINTLESS only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. Bonus issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game opt-in required deposit parlay and wagering restrictions apply eligibility and terms at sportsbook.com draftkings.com slash basketball terms so i'm sure you got that you write all that down
1: i just want to i want to channel steve stone and say for all you young podcasters out there i want you to take note of how smoothly (laughs) andy read right into the live read there for the sponsor effortless that's how you want to do that kids
0: so occasionally draftkings will do these uh um They'll do these odds boosts. And uh, so last night they did one for the the Monday night game where uh, they gave everybody – they made it plus 100 that Justin Herbert would throw a touchdown pass so that everybody could just double their money. It's like, all right, fine. Double your money. We know you're going to bet on other stuff. And for the first time in 26 games, he didn't throw a touchdown pass. (laughs) So tonight they decided they'd make up for it. So opening night of the Mm. NBA, they made uh, Kevin Durant to score 20 points plus 100. He has scored 20 points on opening night like 13 years in a row. So You're saying
1: they're tra- they're gi- they're giving money they're away. Trying, they, they, they tried. They to give money away and they couldn't. To, yeah. So
0: they're trying it again tonight. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. See if KD he probably score 19 and then spend the whole fourth quarter trying to get a triple double and just passing and nobody wins there. But...
1: Yeah. So speaking of Monday nights, here we uh Monday night, Monday night Manning's uh with your Chicago Bears.
0: Yeah, so uh, actually, so it could be a monumental night in, in NFL history. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess it could be for two reasons, uh, because it didn't happen on Sunday. Um, there's two things, two great historical things that the Bears have clung to for years. Uh, one is that uh, they have the most wins uh, in NFL history.
1: Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they needed
0: to win on Thursday night to stay ahead of, to guarantee they would stay ahead of the green Bay Packers. Yeah. And they lost, which meant when yeah. the Packers beat the jets on Sunday, which everybody knew was going <laughs> to happen, the Packers <laughs> would pass the bears <laughs> and they lost. So they're yeah. still tied. Um, another milestone, which is not as big a milestone because, uh, they've since been this Don Shula passed Papa bear. Um, But Papa Bear was the winningest coach in NFL history for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And he was tied on Sunday by Bill Belichick. So on Monday night in Foxborough, a win over the Bears will vault Bill Belichick ahead of Papa Bear, George Halas. Which I would expect means that uh, George McCaskey, of course, is named after his grandfather, Mm -hmm. will give a rousing locker room speech to fire the boys up (laughs) before the game.
1: Uh, that should the, do it.
0: Which at the end of it, the guys will look around and go, Is that the, isn't that the ticket guy?
1: <laughs> <Is> he, <laughs> he used to be.
0: He's the chairman yeah. of the board now. What? Yeah. yeah. Or no, he's not. Yeah. Isn't he not the chairman? He's just the president. I forget. Yeah. There's something weird. They had to strip one thing from Mike, and then George got that, Right. Mike
1: died. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, that's, you know, but that speech really oh, should be oh. enough. They carry the bears, don't you think?
0: I would think I would. <laughs> so I was very, very excited, George. George, right. calm down. All right, George. Yeah, actually, it's funny because that's Luke and his brother George is sitting next to him and just stared at me like, that's that's not me, that's Lucas. Yeah, <laughs> that named after Lucas Patrick, of course, and the other named after George McCaskey. There you go. Yeah. I named him after Lucas Patrick, even before I knew who Lucas Patrick was.
1: <laughs> George <McCaskey. laughs> uh, How many babies in Chicago are named after George McCaskey? Must be none. Must be absolutely none. Maybe
0: one. Is there a George McCaskey Jr.? <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm sure. Uh,
1: you, know who, you know who all the babies in Chicago should be named after? Is the guy we were talking about earlier. Strother Martin. Well, Strother Martin. Strother Martin. Why aren't there a bunch of... There should be hundreds hundreds of Struthers walking around the city right now.
0: Yeah, I I, I can tell you he's the only one I've ever heard of. Ever.
1: Yeah, I can't think of another Struther. What a great name. Struther. Come on. What does it even mean? Who knows? But it's Struther.
0: Struther. Yep. And as far as I know, that's his real name. I don't know. Maybe it was one of those fancy fancy Hollywood names.
1: Could be a fancy Hollywood nickname. There's, there's no Struther Boulevard. Maybe his, maybe
0: his real name was Dean, and so he had to. Ch- it made him change it.
1: Yeah, can't have another name.
0: So you get to be. Str- How about Struther? Oh, fine, I'll take whatever.
1: Well, you know there is a Gower Street because fans of uh, It's a Wonderful Life remember the druggist, Mr. Gower. He was that's he was named after Gower. Gower Street. There you go. But there's no Struther Street in LA, so I don't know. That man is just unique.
0: So they are they are doing a a sequel. HBO Max is doing a sequel to A Christmas Story.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: Peter Billingsley is going to reprise uh, the role of Ralphie. Great. Didn't Randy die? Didn't Randy become a porn star and now he's dead?
1: The little you talking about the you talking about the actor who played uh, yes. Randy? Yes. You don't mean the character Randy? No, no. In, still probably, he didn't become still a porn hid, star. He's still in hiding Indiana. under the sink. <laughs> he wasn't yeah, wrapped up in his down. in his winter clothes either, eating uh, eating mashed potatoes. But you know, this is not uh, the
0: first sequel to a Christmas story.
1: There was a God. horrible
0: TV movie, A Christmas Story, too, which uh, no one saw. But there's there was an actual pretty good movie mm-hmm. made, I believe, ten years after the original, where Charles Grodin oh. play, played the old man. Mary okay. Steenburgen played the mom.
1: Oh, I love Mary Steenburgen.
0: Kieran Culkin.
1: Oh, the great Kieran Ralphie. Culkin. And
0: well, then that should have been great. It's it actually it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. It's called A I Summer Story. Gene Shepard is the. It's based on something he wrote. He's he's back as the narrator.
1: The author, yeah. And
0: it uh, happens that they go on summer vacation, and you spend a lot of you. The Bumpuses are fully fleshed characters.
1: Oh, my in goodness. the
0: in the in a, the summer story or a summer story. Yeah, I don't know where you can find it. I have seen it, and it came up because of the Christmas Story sequel. And I uh, I watched the trailer again just because I enjoyed it. Um, Yeah, it was you know I Christmas Story itself really didn't make any money.
1: Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Right, you did.
0: I did. We went for my whatever birthday that was, whatever year that came out. Uh, it was my mom and my dad and my grandpa and me. I don't think my brother and sister went. They were they were older and I'm like, fuck that, I'm not going to that. We saw it in the theater because we saw the commercials and thought it looked funny. And we went and we knew it was funny. And I could not couldn't believe why it wasn't at least a somewhat of a hit. Right. And then of course right. now it's a Christmas classic.
1: Christmas classic. The great the great Darren McGavin. It's, Outstanding act. Yeah. Oh, it's probably
0: it's his best role, I think.
1: Yeah well, but yeah, well, without question, but also a phenomenal role in The Natural, the great Darren yes, That's
0: right. A but
1: great, great, great He should have just dad played –
0: that guy should have just been the old man for Christmas Story. should have just played the same character.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, the uh, – I don't the, know. I'm not – The bad guy. Um, oh, no, uh, Scott Farkas is back. Actually, yeah. all the guys are back. Flick is back. That's different character. It was 10 years later. They couldn't cast any of the kids because they were all too old. But the characters are in, were back in the Summer Story. But you're, they had so you're, a new,
1: telling me, you're, you're telling me they were all available?
0: Yeah, they were all available. Well, no, they weren't. They were available, but they weren't cast because they were, like, 25 years old. <laughs> um, but there was a new bully, and oh. his name was Lug Ditka. D i t k a. Of course, Gene Shepard, oh. famously a Bear fan. The Bears play an actual, yes. even though it's set in Cleveland. The Bears played a, an actual. Um, I know it wasn't set in Cleveland. It was set in Chicago, I but it was filmed any... in Cleveland because Cleveland was cheap. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Wasn't it set in? It wasn't a, it was set in Indiana?
0: Right. Like. Okay. I always assumed it was like Hammond, somewhere around there. Like, yeah, because he like he's reading, like the he was listening, to the, listening to the Bears game. Yeah. He was reading the paper and complaining about the Bears.
1: One thing that always bothered me about that, though, is like Darren McGavin refers to the Bears as the terrors of the Midwest. They're the monsters of the Midway. How do you get terrors in the Midwest? That always bothered me about
0: it. Maybe they were worried that they'd they'd have to pay for that.
1: That they get sued by a young Mike McCaskey would sue them? (laughs) You don't want to fuck with Mike McCaskey, guys. Let's say terrors of the Midwest.
0: So the one thing we don't know yet about the, uh, the game on Monday night is who the quarterback for the Patriots is going to be. Will it be mm. Mac Jones or mm-hmm. will it be the great Bailey Zappi?
1: We do know this. It won't matter. The bears will lose the game.
0: It could very well be the Bailey Zappi is stealing Mac Jones's job.
1: Now actually, that would be quite a, that'd be quite a story. Pretty good. Yeah. He played
0: really well against the Packers in a game they should have won.
1: Yeah. Um, by the way, Bailey Zappi sounds like a Bears quarterback from the 70s. Sounds except like that. except that he's good. That's the only difference from yeah. a Bears quarterback from the 70s. Where did he
0: went? He went to some pretend college.
1: Montana West- State Southern University.
0: Oh, he went to Western Kentucky? Well, I guess he did.
1: No, I thought he went case.
0: somewhere more obscure than that. than The, the Hilltoppers. The, the, the Hilltoppers. With the world's greatest mascot, which is just a red grimace.
1: Gene Katie's, uh head coaching stint before Purdue, the the Hilltoppers.
0: Yeah, so in their win over Cleveland, Bailey Zappi twenty four of thirty four for three hundred nine yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. <laughs> Seventeen of twenty one for one eighty eight, a touchdown, interception in the their twenty nine nothing win over Detroit.
1: That also seems pretty good.
0: And he came in in emergency duty right against the Packers, or did he? Yeah, ten of fifteen for ninety nine yards and a touchdown.
1: Also pretty good. Not bad. Pretty, pretty, pretty good.
0: So, but I'm sure the Bears yeah. will bottle him up because. Uh,
1: no, yeah, that's what they do.
0: Um, oh, the other thing we didn't talk about, we haven't get, we, we, uh, we, we neglected to give, uh, we, and this would be back to the commander's game, but we neglected to give uh, Velas Jones uh, his due. <laughs> We were told yeah. when they got him that he would make an impact on special teams and he would really help flip the field. And so far, he has twice. And
1: they, and they was right.
0: And I, no kidding about that. He can change uh-huh. field position in a hurry. Just not the way the Bears <laughs>
1: Just by letting the ball bounce off his face.
0: Now there was a moment in the bear game where I got really worried uh, that the commanders would. Were, we're gonna have to make a move that would uh, that would. Send them on; uh, they would start to boat race the Bears, and it ended <laughs> up that it probably should have happened. So uh, when Carson Wentz hurt his hand, mm. I thought, "Oh fuck, they're gonna put Taylor Heineke in, and they're gonna run mm. an actual offense." And then you know, because Carson was the one of the Bears' best players, uh, Carson b- broke his hand. Yeah, he's out for Thanks. a month. He played the rest of the game with a broken hand. He actually, played better. They probably somehow forced him to not do as many stupid things as he wanted. Right. Uh right. but what what's the one what's the Carson Wentz highlight from that game that everyone will remember?
1: But you tell us? Tell us Andy.
0: Uh down uh on the on their 6-yard touchdown drive. Cuz that's what it was. Their one touchdown drive was for 6 yards. <laughs> he threw a block and knocked Roquan right on his ass and legitimately. Now Carson's a big dude for a quarterback. He's like 6'5" 240. <laughs> This is not... A yeah, f- no question. But no way. Not a smoker. He He knocked Roquan this-
1: up. <laughs> he knocked the shit out of Roquan. <laughs> he depleted
0: it. Literally, Roquan left... Both feet left the ground. It's like, oh, that's not a good look.
1: I had blacked that out for a minute until you mind me. Yeah, that was a horrible, horrible look. You know, Roquan, Roquan's agent is not going to like that.
0: No, he's not. Nope. The other thing I thought, it's... I don't know. I haven't looked at the Bears' ticket policy, but... <laughs> um, I think they, I think they had to be in danger of having to refund everybody's tickets because <laughs> Cairo Santos didn't play until the kickoff of the second half. I mean, that's the oh, guy everybody he, paid to come see, and you're just, yeah, you know, it's like they didn't need him because yeah. there was no kicking with... to be done.
1: Well, that's what they'll say. Certainly, that that'll be the Bears' argument, but I, I that doesn't fly with me.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, there's nothing stopping it from put him out there you know, if you don't if Mooney can't catch that pass try Cairo
1: Cairo couldn't do any worse
0: did you watch the uh did you watch the game last night to chargers and um uh,
1: I, did. I the, did did you
0: think that the kicker with his i don't know what he hurt hamstring his
1: hurt, his hurt leg
0: i mean that it, there were two the chargers had two great moments in kicking uh kicker uh, reactions one was right. when the actual kicker hurt himself, and every time he would make a kick, he would act as though he had just been shot. And it was
1: <laughs> right. the other one though
0: was when it looked like they were going to make their punter kick. Did you see yeah. him like trying to pantomime kicking on the sidelines, and he like couldn't get the steps down? Like and it was almost <laughs> like he knew the camera was on him, so he's going to be like, "Look, look how bad I am. You want me to try this? Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, oh, my arm, it's broken."
0: I mean, yeah. I, I don't know a lot about uh, NFL football, but I would think that a part of kickers and I know kickers and punters don't do shit during practice. Right? Shouldn't part of practice maybe one day a week for maybe just twenty minutes? Uh, the punter kicks and the kicker punts that because they be really easy. should be the backup for each other. They
1: really should be, but there's there yeah, there seems to be no accommodation for that.
0: The other thing I wondered about was this is the stuff you wonder about. When I've thought, okay, what if, if they use the punter to kick, do uh-huh. they have anyone who can hold?
1: Oh, right. Yeah, now,
0: I assume it would have to be Chase Daniel. Right?
1: Because he can do anything. Right.
0: But it's like, I don't know that they practice that. Like, you really should. Like, you need... I guarantee you Bill Belichick knows who the backup holder is and who the backup yeah. kicker is.
1: Yeah. But I yeah. don't know
0: well, that, uh, as much as, we're, as we like the great Brandon Staley... Former former NIU assistant coach Brandon Staley. Um, I don't know that they know that because they st- seem very uncertain.
1: Well, it, it always it has always surprised me that the backup quarterback for an NFL team like gets no work during the week. You are like, yeah, okay. I don't you guys are you guys are professional. You are not college. You are not going to class. It's a violent league. The quarterback yep. getting hurt is a very real possibility. Really, on every play. You can't spend a little time getting the backup some work. It's like, hey, no, 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 we can't do
0: that. I mean we talked about especially oh, okay. with especially with Nagy, about how some coaches just make football so complicated. Yeah. And that's that's part of it. No no no. No. This is so our offense is so intricate that our so starter needs every rep we can get him during the week or he's not gonna be ready. It's like, okay, then your offense right. sucks. Yeah. Because your backup should be taking like 30% of the stamps.
1: Easily. Right. Because usually the, the when the backup does come in, he's by definition less talented, less yeah. experienced, less whatever. He's, he's like, yeah, he did fine. Well he did fine with like no reps in practice. So what the fuck are you guys doing?
0: Right. So it's either either one of these two things has to be true. Either the offense isn't that hard and they don't need to rep it. Or it's so hard that they're they're afraid that taking even one snap away from the starter. Will render. There'll be something in the playbook they won't be able to run. The
1: other right. thing
0: I always love is that these teams, some of the teams, will put like they'll have. Well, Sean McVay is famous for this. They've got a million plays in the playbook. They can't practice mm-hmm. them all, but at some point they practice them. And he'll just right. he'll just call a play that they haven't practiced for like six weeks, and everybody right. stands in the huddle and looks at each other like, "What the fuck is that? What do I do? I don't even know what I don't even know what I do on that play."
1: Yeah, right, 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 yeah. It's
0: like, well, do you re- how, do you need that many plays? Really?
1: <laughs> right. Vince Lombardi had one play, goddammit, and he ran it to death. So we're talking Bears, obviously, but as we're recording this, we're watching the the Padres-Phillies, and we, we have a bloody knee situation developing. Do you see this with Hugh Darvish? Yeah. We have a successor to the bloody sack with Hugh Dar- Darvish with a bloody right knee as he's pitching here in the second inning. Oh, the camera's all over it, too.
0: Yeah. Oh it's yeah, Fox loves nothing better than gore. So they'll Yeah. Not Terrence Gore. We don't want no. Oh, he did it with his kick. He spiked himself.
1: Oh he spiked himself been? right
0: above he did a little exaggerated knee turn and he cli- a, his metal spike clipped his knee.
1: Uh oh.
0: I don't know. Now there was a there was a version of you. Not YOU. But Me? Y-U. Me? Yes, a version of YU. Yeah. Who this would have completely derailed.
1: Yeah, the first season that the Cubs had. The last year with the Dodgers derailed. and the
0: first year with the Cubs. And totally then derailed. something happened in year two, and he basically said, you know, fuck all that. Yeah. I'm really good. I'm not going to worry about it. He stopped worrying about it. And um, so yeah. I and honestly, I think part of it, I think part of what he was so rattled about in that first season was how how bad he felt about pitching so terribly in Game 7 of the World Series against the Astros. I think and then right. he found out that they cheated.
1: That he cheated! And he basically <laughs> was like,
0: I mean, you know what? Fuck it. Because everybody told him he tipped all of his pitches. It was his fault. Yeah, it's right. It's like, actually, I didn't tip my pitches. They stole no,
1: no. They there used a, a TV
0: camera and a garbage can, and they stole yeah. my signs. So.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, I guess we're supposed to talk about the Bears. Though. Um, yeah, I guess. There's people we're like, fine. oh, talk about the... I'm sure there's a lot of listeners who are like, no, 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 get back to the Bears. Yeah, because we, we want.
1: don't want to miss second of us. Second like, of talk this about group. anything
0: else. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Um,
1: We've provided a lot of Bears insight, folks. So, you know... So go ahead and start your, uh, no, what, a I, GoFundMe, Oling fan, somethings. Do something to give us money.
0: Speaking of, uh, <laughs> speaking of Mitch, as we were before, um, I only thought of this because I thought of the... When you think of the Patriots, you think of the most famous Patriot... Uh, of all, not Pat Patriot, the mascot, and not uh, uh, Stephen Goskowski, their kicker, but you think of Tom Brady.
1: All right, I thought of Tony East but okay, M- that's Mitch right.
0: came off the bench to spark a win over over uh, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks yes. over the weekend. He's now beaten Tom Brady twice in a row because he. Oh, no, that's that's wrong. I shouldn't have said that. Nick didn't. It's. That's not right. Because Nick Foles beat him, right? He famously wouldn't shake Nick Foles' his hand. All right, fuck that. Never mind. Mitch is still one. It's one in a row for Mitch. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That The famous Thursday night game where Tom Brady forgot what down it was. That was uh, Nick Foles. And the reason that was a big deal was because Foles also beat him in Super Bowl. And Tom's pissed.
1: Tom Brady not having a good week. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. He's had better weeks. You know,
0: a lot of tantrums. Yeah. He threw a tantrum. Aaron Rodgers threw a tantrum. At some point, like I know you're... You're both all time greats. Your first ballot Hall of Famers. At some point, you're just the old guy who's yelling, and somebody's yeah, the just going to smack you right in the face. Like, you know what? You old God, fucker, I, shut up.
1: How great? Well, I don't see anybody new doing that to Brady, but Rogers, that would
0: be the best thing it ever. Yeah, just one of his teammates just haul oh. off and nail him. Like Romeo Dobbs just gets tired of getting yeah. blamed for everything and just punches him right in the face.
1: Punches his smelly ass.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I guess nobody's punching Tom. There's a little nobody's, difference between
1: nobody, the two. Nobody's touching Tom. Rogers. Six Super Bowls were yeah. the
0: difference between those two. So Yes.
1: Roger's incredibly punchable, though.
0: But the uh, the Patriots, I believe, are three and three now. It's another one of those. They play terrible at the beginning of the season. They're like, oh, they suck. And then they somehow just you know, win games. They are what on a. The ele- uh, they, lost, they had that overtime loss to the Packers, and they've beaten the Lions and the Browns the last two weeks. So they're looking at the Bears as their chance to get above 500.
1: Um, they're looking at the Bears like a lion looks at elk. Uh, what is the spread here?
0: Uh, it's uh, New England by 37, I believe. That seems <laughs> seems low. I better check that. Yeah. I think I'd have this called up, you know, since we talk about it every week.
1: Yeah,
0: People love to listen to me Google.
1: Nothing more compelling.
0: Ooh. Patriots by eight. Oof.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Eight,
0: eight points in front of your, uh, p- and prime time in front of Joe and Troy and Peyton and Eli. And-
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The whole gang.
0: So yeah, that I've been watching Joe and Troy. Just to, but I think this is going to have to get here Peyton's opinions about the Bears offense just Justin Fields.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's so one thing Goober is pretty good at uh, analyzing other quarterbacks, so probably worth it. It's probably worth. He is.
1: Listing. He is.
0: He was on uh, you know Game Day was from Knoxville on Saturday for the mm-hmm. big Alabama Tennessee mm-hmm. game. And he was the celebrity picker. No. Oh. And he brought jokes. Like he had he, he had a joke for almost every pick and some of them were at, some of them were actually really funny.
1: So, oh, so the Omaha
0: help. Productions boys were prepared. They gave oh, they nice, set him up nice. with, with pretty good material. Very good. So he was very enjoyable. And then of course he was very excited because um, Tennessee beat Alabama. Yes.
1: Yes. And and lost their goalposts in the process somehow, and evidently can't afford new goalposts. I'm just gonna
0: have to play without them. <laughs> even at even at NIU, uh, they had a they had spare goalposts.
1: You would think there'd be pretty a pretty sure facility because uh, from.
0: goalposts can get a wind can cause a goalpost to get bent. Yeah, um, there's all kinds of things. you. You at least have at least they have one extra goalpost somewhere. They wheel that thing it in just... off the practice field. And they have to install it. I think they'll be fine.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, a high school, you would think, would have some, a post that could use something.
0: I don't know what my high school would have done if the goalposts had broken. I think we probably would have just... It would have been like a, a Wrigley Field Northwestern Illinois situation where you, everybody would have gone in this. Just turn around, go the other way.
1: Yeah. that
0: We don't have goalposts on this end. Just, we're just we're going this way. We're going north <laughs> the whole time
1: or whatever direction <laughs> the
0: field is. Right. Actually, right. I know it was East and West because, um, some of those late fall games, uh, no, early fall games, uh, sun did play a factor in kick and putt returns. So Darnell Mooney, he couldn't, lost, he wouldn't have lost in the lights, but he would have lost it in the sun. Right. Um. Yeah, I. That's eight's a lot. That's a lot of points. One thing That's points, a lot of points. One thing these scrappy bears do is they hang around in every game. They're lingering. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. More they're lingering.
0: Uh, it's not like the Patriots are really that good. They're just counting on, um, you know, Bill Belichick's brilliance over, over Matt. I can't believe they would evaluate him that much better than Matt Eberfuss. I mean, what the hell? It's crazy. What is crazy. It?
1: It's crazy. We're ridiculous. coming to ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Uh, that's a gun to my head. I would take the Patriots in the points.
1: I'll. I'll that's the smart move. I'll take the Bears.
0: Bears to cover. You taking them take outright the to win?
1: No, 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 no. Oh no, no, just to oh, cover. no. no, no. <laughs> just to cover. But but that's the dumb pick. But I'll take them to cover anyway. Why not?
0: So looking ahead to the Bears schedule here, the one thing I'm a little concerned about um, is well, actually. We're probably I don't know safe as a they they go to the they go to the Cowboys the next week. Uh, it's a it's a noon kickoff, so you're probably you're you probably not getting Fox's A team. But still Bears Cowboys, you're gonna you know you're not getting the you're not getting Chris Myers yet. No, not yet. Uh, they they host Miami on the sixth, they'll get a CBS team and when CBS does bear games they usually artificially inflate the value of the team because it's one of their rare times to do a Chicago game.
1: Right, but right. then
0: back to back Lions Falcons Oof. That's that to me is uh, one of those you're getting Jay Feely you're getting a kicker as your analyst mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the other one um, you're getting uh, you're getting Chris Myers and uh, I don't even know who he's working with but uh, it's not going to be good I this would, is what they've would done be- to us one of the nice things about having a good team is you don't get the shitty end of the announcing teams but we're about to get that.
1: My kingdom for a, a Tim Ryan and a Johnny Morris. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they should still do like the regional. You know? Yeah. You know, they just did it because they're like, ah, we don't have to fly Johnny anywhere. He's already here.
1: They're already there. you don't care.
0: Um. Like, and I found that out with uh, the great Wayne Walker. And we did that. We did that Niners Bears a- 1985 game. Uh, Wayne was the uh, sports announcer for KPIX in San Francisco. So he was just, he was there. He was on
1: hand. There There you go. he did
0: the game. Uh, Then we learned all kinds of fun stuff about Wayne Walker. The fact that he was a linebacker and kicker and one of the worst kickers in NFL history. Um, And kicked for a long time. Couldn't make a field goal. He was excellent. You needed an extra point, Wayne wasn't going to miss. You needed anything else, Wayne wasn't going to make it. And (laughs) then we found out in a follow-up podcast that um, Wayne quit um, during a season He was supposed to be paired with. This was weird So we we talked about Wayne because he was doing the game And we were breaking the game down And then I'm listening to the Jimmy Trainer podcast During the week and Al Michaels is on And Al tells a Wayne Walker story Now what are the odds of that Considering I had never heard of Wayne Walker Incredible. And I get a Wayne Walker story So Al was supposed to do uh, Was doing fill-in work on CBS And he was paired with Wayne Walker And they were supposed to go to Foxborough they were originally supposed to do the, a Rams game, but uh, mm-hmm. CBS shuffled the games around and said, hey, we're sending you guys to Foxborough, and Wayne said, fuck it. I got tickets to Disneyland, and the wife and the kids and I are going, and they're, we're doing the, I'm doing the Rams game or nothing. And like, well, you're doing awesome. nothing, and he got fired. That was the end of his uh, time at CBS. And Al explained that one of the reasons was Wayne had recently, his wife was his new wife, Oh, she was an heiress of some sort. Al couldn't remember what where what her fortune was in, but Wayne had recently married into fuck you money, and so he told oh, CBS, "Fuck you! I'm not going to Foxborough and freeze my ass off. I'm going to Anaheim, and I'm either going to go, I'm either going to announce the Rams game, or I'm going to be dicking around with Mickey Mouse instead." So he went to see Mickey Mouse. <laughs> 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 um. So did you experience any of the uh, extra Amazon stuff? Did you sample? Were you watching Dude Perfect for part of the for part of the game? No, I didn't. Yeah, watch I still that. have yet to watch that. I forget it's there. I, but I don't care that. I'm
1: not good. sure. That, was that an option? I, I don't. Know. I, I didn't. I don't really. I don't, know, I don't, do, I don't, I don't even Dude Perfect every week. I believe you could have gotten the.
0: I believe the Hannah Storm Andrea Kramer broadcast though was a was a thing this week. I think.
1: Was it? I I, I saw Maybe. the squiggly line. I, I watched the squiggly line yeah. thing for a while. Yeah.
0: I forgot to. I was so into the game. I forgot to switch over to the squig. And I love the squiggly. I when it's non bears, I watch the squiggly line game. But I forgot.
1: Yeah, that's what I
0: watched. It's for just too. Yeah, uh, you know, well, I was you know charting the plays, grading the players, I don't have time for you know. No. Squiggly lines. That's when the rewatch. When I break the t- when I when I break the tape down again, that I'll watch the squiggly line one.
1: I uh, yeah, I just broke down the tape, fellas, and uh, I gotta tell you, I don't think uh, I don't think Sam Mustaf first doing the job.
0: I do we still get I, actually now I'm sure it's like it's more analytics people but it was I mean there was a good like 10 year run there on the score when there were guys who would call in with their hot takes but would have to warn the host that they haven't I haven't I haven't gone through the, the tape we haven't done the rewatch and graded all the players yet
1: right right big experts
0: uh, my favorite cub writer um Dan weirderer which I don't think I say his name right <laughs> um hold up with COVID during the game.
1: Oh. Which no, I thought, okay, I good. Know. He's
0: just going to take it easy and we don't have to, no, I'm still tweeting out 17 tweet threads. <laughs> it's like, are you work, you write for a newspaper. Maybe you should write your, maybe you should write oh. your story. Or maybe yeah. he just like, he figures the tweets, tells the desk, I already file, I filed it on Twitter. You can go get it there.
1: Go, go lift it.
0: Clean up a couple of typos and just print it. Yeah. So. Um, He was one who was also had the assessment that that Justin was playing poorly. So that made me question my observations.
1: So that makes you think I don't like to to agree with him. So I was like, "Eh,
0: maybe he played great, and I just didn't. It must be the opposite. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: All right, well. um, Yeah. Next week, well, we can rehash an exciting upset victory on Monday night. You know, uh, they went last year when they played on Monday night. They played the Steelers. Yep. The best game they played all year.
1: See, there you go. And they lost. There you go.
0: But maybe that can happen again.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's weird, though, now that we think about it. First of all, let's thank the NFL for giving us two Sundays in a row where we can enjoy the day and not watch the Bears. But I feel like the Bears. Often play like if it's a Monday night, Halloween, they would play, and it's Halloween is a Monday night, and they're not playing.
0: Well, the Bears do get Christmas Eve and New Year's Day.
1: Oof. Oof. Christmas Eve holiday. is a must
0: watch. Uh, Bears, Bills.
1: Spend the holidays with your Chicago Bears.
0: I think if there's a, you know, if you're looking for a distraction from your family. Much. The Bears are probably yeah. not going to be providing it.
1: They're probably a poor, just poor substitute. I
0: can't, I can't, uh, I can't come in here. I can't come in here yet. I'm still watching the the Bears. They're only down by 42.
1: Yeah, if they win this game, that's four wins for the year, folks. I gotta. So, no, all right. <laughs> well, let's let's get on to uh, watching our baseball
0: tonight, I suppose. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, Mike.
1: Thank you. Many of
0: us have herpes. I just wanted to read over.